Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Achieve podcast with me, Hannah Ashton. So today's episode is a bit shorter. If you notice the time code, um, we don't have any sponsors and there's not a dreamer spotlight. We are going to get straight into the episode and I'm about to tell you all about our guest Yari in a second. But first, I like to just do a quick little catch up with you guys. And if you don't follow me on any other social platforms, but um, then you may not have this like connection or personal aspect to my life. And maybe you don't care about that. If not, you can just skip. But I know the podcast I listen to. Um, I like to know more about the hosts and what they're up to. And I know a lot of you tune in to get more of like that personal aspect that maybe I don't share in my Instagram um, or on my channel. So anyway, I hope you guys have been good. It's been a great week over here in my household. I'm filming this the the night before this goes live. So it's going up tomorrow. So it's very recent. And um, if you're listening on August 2nd, you know, it's now August. It's crazy. Happy August. The summer flew by. I'm really sad about it, but I'm also really excited for, for for back to school to a certain extent. Not really excited for homework and more responsibilities, but I'm excited to be back with my friends, be back in Nashville and uh, being on my own again for a little bit and just figuring out how I'm going to run my business and everything while I'm still in school. So it will be definitely an adventure, but I urge you guys to follow along through this podcast or um, online through YouTube videos and vlogs. I'm doing a lot of those. Um, the past two weeks have been absolutely insane. The workbook's came in. Uh, my Dream Achieve workbook with the product I've been working on since last September launched in June. They came in the mail and so I shipped out all the pre-orders. I'm now just shipping out orders as they come in. So it's been very crazy but also very fulfilling experience because I'm starting to see the workbook in your all's actual hands and in your own photos and it's been amazing. So if you want to get your Dream Achieve workbook for the new semester, it's six months undated planner so you can start it now in August and carry it through early next year and then I'll probably have some other kind of product or a new version of it you can pick up in the early 2020 so you can start at any time. That's why it's great. You can pick it up now. You don't have to pick it up in June. You didn't, don't have to pick it up in January. Um, and it's really going to help you set up your semester if you're in school or just set up your days and your weeks and your months, your schedule um, to be the best for you. And I don't know if you can hear it's raining crazy hard right now. Um, we love a good summer rain, but I hope it's not disrupting the audio anyway, but more on my life the past week, I haven't been super active on social media or I've been posting a lot of like pre recorded pre filmed things because I am actually spending the week having a good, like time with my family. I have my cousins and my grandma in from New Jersey that I only get to see once a year. So I've been really trying to connect with them and besides doing little editings and like this recording right now, I've really tried to just have, you know, a good last few weeks of my summer. So we did all the touristy things that um, I normally don't do in Tennessee. So like we went tubing in the mountain river, we're going hiking and seeing the mountains, going bowling tonight. That's where I'm headed next. Uh, we're going to go to the drive-in movies. We've played basketball outside. We've been swimming and playing card games. Like it's just been a great time to relax and really feel like I'm on summer and hang out with my family. So even though we love a good hustle, I'm hoping you guys are taking that time you need this summer and kind of resetting and getting ready for whether you're um, going into the next season at your work or at school, we can all take a deep breath and just enjoy time with family and friends over the summer. That's my favorite part of summer, honestly. Okay, so now we are going to get into the interview with Yari. She is a super cool guest because I actually met her at my Chicago event back in June. 
she recently graduated from college. We're going to get all into this, but she graduated in June, like a week after we recorded this. Uh, So we're going to talk all about that. She is an amazing student. First off, we'll talk about her college experience, how she got really ahead and was able to graduate so young um, of college and then went on to more education and now is trying to find a more creative path. She is a great student, so we're going to hear her college and student tips, but we're also going to talk about what happens if you don't necessarily want to continue on the path that you started when you selected your major at however old. Most of us are 18 or 19 um, or younger when selecting our major. And so it, maybe when you get out of college, you realize this really isn't something what you want to do. So she is right in the thick of that post-grad figuring out jobs, but also creative passions. And I think it's going to be a super motivational and episode that you can hopefully resonate with as well if you're in that place. So yes, I met her at the Chicago event. She came up to me and we chatted. She said she wanted to be on the podcast. So we touched base a few weeks after my event and now we are going to hear from her so let's get straight into the interview and like usual if you share or you um, rate us on iTunes and you screenshot your rating send it to me on Instagram I will definitely love to just thank you in um, not in person but Thank you individually, because that is how we are getting this podcast seen by many others and shared and hopefully helping other women out there as well, or guys, if you're listening to this as well. Okay, let's get to the interview. Hey, Yari, welcome to the show. Hi, Hannah. Thank you for having me. Of course. I can't wait to hear about your story today and specifically like all that you've done in college and now what you're transitioning to do. I would love for you to tell your story, uh, starting from maybe like what college you went to and what you decided to study. Okay, sure. So when I actually grew up in Minnesota, in Woodbury, Minnesota, so my college career kind of started in high school because I was eligible for a dual enrollment program where I could go to university for free and it would count towards high school and college. So my junior and senior year of high school, I was actually at a college campus earning all my generals. So I walked into my freshman year of actual college in Chicago as a junior. So I went to Columbia College in Chicago and I studied the business of fashion. So it only took me two years Um, to finish that because I had those two years of generals. And art school, for the most part, was pretty easy for me um, because Columbia's fashion program isn't as rigorous as, let's say, like Parsons in New York. But I feel like if I had done a major in, let's say, graphic design, it would have been a lot different, or film, because um, Columbia has a lot more... um, you know, more robust program for those majors. But I studied fashion and I graduated in 2017. And I kind of went into this like panic mode because I had student loan debt. I needed to either move to New York or Los Angeles to like break into the fashion industry. I, and I was just scared. I was only 20 years old. So (laughs) I kind of broke down And I was like crying every day and like calling my mom all the time. And so like as a last ditch effort, I just decided to go to grad school because I was like, well, I'm only 20 and if I'm going back to school, I'd rather do it now than later. So I eventually enrolled in DePaul University as a computer science master's student. And I hated it. I was like, I think I withdrew after like four quarters because... Coding is cool, but it's just not my thing. 
and definitely not what I wanted to do for the rest of my life because it was it was so like concrete and little pieces that make up a big picture and my mind works more of a big picture down to little pieces. So I was trying to think about like what I actually enjoy learning. And at the time I had been coming into podcasts, like getting put on to these like personal finance podcasts and like these young women talking about money and how to make the money situation better for women worldwide. And so I was really into that. And I had been talking to my mom about it a lot. And one day she called me and she's like, why don't you just switch your major to finance? And it was like, voila, like, duh, that makes so much more sense because I've always been a more business-minded person. So I was able to transfer into the MBA program at DePaul with a concentration in finance. And it was definitely a lot different (laughs) than art school. Art school, I kind of cruised through. It wasn't hard for me because, you know, it was mostly creative projects, but, um, doing a more concrete study of a subject like finance, it was completely different. So I didn't, I wouldn't say I struggled, but I definitely had to work harder than I had in undergrad. And also I was in classes with people who were six, seven, eight years older than me. Some of these people were married. A lot of these people had kids and a ton of professional experience. And when you do an MBA, it's like mostly group work. And it's a lot of like Harvard Business Review case studies So it was more difficult for me um, just because I wasn't able to be creative. I really had to be more concrete. So I just graduated from that in June of 2019, and I'm super happy about that. But I felt very unfulfilled um, doing so much non-creative work. Like I still love finance. I still like to talk to people about money. I would still love to help people with money. And I would still ultimately like to work with money, but I want to work in a fashion or beauty company somewhere where um, the purpose is to innovate and the purpose is to be creative and, you know, attract people that way. So I'm currently applying for finance jobs, but at fashion companies and at beauty companies, because that's really where my heart lies. So while I'm doing that, though, I've decided to get more serious about my personal brand. And I've been, you know, posting on Instagram consistently. I started a blog. I just started a YouTube channel. So I really want to be able to have my own business outside of whatever professional job I do do. And that's what I've been focusing on lately is really being as serious about that as I would be in my, you know, regular job. So that's where I'm at right now. Um, I'm here with a little bit of anxiety (laughs) because, you know, job hunting is hard. But overall, I'm kind of happy that I'm able to have the time because I did not have the time when I was doing my MBA to actually be creative and make images and edit and that kind of thing. So that's where I'm at right now. Yeah, that's so such a great story for our listeners, I know, because I always say, you know, you're never too young to start pursuing your career. And with you doing the dual enrollment program, um, you really were thinking way ahead of yourself, even at a young age as a teenager. But then your story also shows that, you know, if you make a mistake or you make a bad decision or your interests change over time, like you're never, it's never too late to pivot and try something new, but still taking things from that initial decision, like initially going to art school, you realized you love being creative. So I really love um, 
your story there. And I want to dive a little bit deeper into that. So would you recommend to someone maybe in high school today to take dual enrollment classes and get that far ahead? Because I didn't take any dual enrollment classes in high school. um, And I found myself a little behind in college. But I don't know if you would recommend um, doing, you know, two whole years full. So I'd love to hear your advice on that. I totally recommend dual enrollment, especially because in the state of Minnesota, it was free. So I saved myself a lot of money by doing dual enrollment. I went to the extreme by going full-time for the whole two years. Um, But that was something that I didn't really mind because the high school social scene was not something that I was completely a part of. You know, I had like one or two friends, so I wasn't really sad about missing the day-to-day drama of high school. (laughs) But um, if you can work it into your schedule, like you don't have to do full-time dual enrollment for sure. You can do part-time, you can do one or two classes. I would definitely do it because it puts you ahead. Um, It's usually free or at least discounted. And you don't have to worry as much when you're in college, if you have to drop a class or if you fail a class or anything like that, an emergency happens and you have to withdraw. you like, you have some wiggle room and it also saves you tons of money. So I totally don't regret that because I don't personally like being in school and I I feel like a lot of people share that sentiment. So it got me out of school faster. I'm 22 now and I'm never going back to school. So I totally recommend it. Wow. So yeah, you just say you're 22, you have an MBA. What are some of your college like test taking or study tips? What really helped you uh, with the success in school? Um, MBA wise, it was just start as soon as you get the assignment. Because you might think you get it, but you probably don't, especially with my subject. I was doing like derivatives and um, equities and all these really complicated programs like Bloomberg. So I would start early, always start early, always have a friend in your class, like always get somebody's number because you're going to need help at some point in the semester. Um, What else would I say? I would definitely... Like, try to read the, I know they always say, like, read the chapter, but actually try to read the chapter because it really does make it easier when you're in class learning the material. So those would be my tips for succeeding in school. Great tips. Yes. Love those. Definitely saw those just in my one year of college. Like, the people who talked to other students in the classroom, exchanged numbers, and actually did the homework were usually the ones that the professor liked, and they usually accelerated in the class. Oh, one more thing. Um what was it? Do well at the beginning of the semester. Like I always tried to get a hundred percent or 99, 96% on everything at the beginning to front load it so that I wouldn't have to be so stressed about like, Oh, what grade do I have to get on the final to pass this class? Like I tried to make it so I could basically blow the final if I had to and still be, you know, in good shape. So do the legwork in the beginning. Don't wait. Keep it tight at the beginning so that you can kind of relax more towards the end and not be so stressed when finals come around. Mm, yes, such a good tip. So you talked about this a little bit about how um, getting your MBA, it's a lot of group work uh, compared to your undergrad, but could you go into a little bit more detail of what getting your MBA looked like just in case there's anyone in college, maybe including myself, who can see them pursuing that down the line? Okay, so most people don't come right out of college into an MBA. So I was kind of a um, black sheep in that 
sense. Most people have at least a couple years of professional experience um, before they come into the program. And that is something I wish I had. But at the same time, you know, I knew I had to push all the way through. Otherwise, I was never coming back. So that's what that looked like. A lot of people were older than me. A lot of people had experience. So they could bring a little more to the group work. But I was able to learn a lot more from them because I didn't have that experience and they did. And I'm sitting shoulder to shoulder with them. I was also able to develop connections um, that I don't think I would have otherwise had because I'm sitting with a bunch of people that work in the industry that I might work in. So that was really, that was kind of key. Um, MBA is rigorous. It's, it's not like an easy master's program. You're doing a lot of Harvard business reviews. You're doing a lot of reading, a lot of critical thinking. I definitely think it's worth it to know how to start a business, how to run a business, you know, do all those things. So I don't regret it at all. I think it's valuable to me um, and what I want to do long term. I want to start a lot of businesses, but I don't think it's like completely 100% necessary for anybody by any means. And I would love it. Um, I love to hear when people have a benefit at their current job that helps them pay for it. So if you can get into a position or a company that will help you pay for your MBA, totally roll with it. But they can be very expensive. So definitely take that into consideration. Yes. Great advice. Thank you. So now you said you're applying for jobs in the finance industry uh, or in the, like the fashion and beauty industry, but for finance, what would be a few tips for maybe um, life, women's lifestyle, fashion or beauty startups when beginning to take a look at their finances? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Um, my first piece of advice would be to never commingle funds. So if you're going to be a fashion or beauty startup, if you have a clothing line or a boutique or what have you, definitely um, register yourself as an LLC so that no one can come after your personal assets. And you have to keep kind of really strict books as, you know, with what you spend for your personal life and what you spend for your business so that there's no discrepancies. Um, another thing I would say would be to really focus on marketing because it's hard for people to know about these small businesses because they're not you know, H&M, they're not Forever 21. So you have to really focus on marketing to exactly who you want to sell to and having a team um, that is committed to kind of staying with you for the long haul. I've seen a couple of boutiques go up and I, I know a girl actually who's been with the boutique from the ground up and it's a lot of hard work. It's a lot of um, figuring, like making mistakes and figuring it out from there. I would also say keep, Make sure that your e-commerce model is, you know, almost stronger than anything else because the internet is how people shop. It's how people learn about things. And so your internet presence needs to be your one. Awesome. And so are you looking for jobs in the Chicago area or are you looking to move? I'm looking all over. I love Chicago. Um, I call it my favorite American city. But I would not mind moving just because I like to experience different things. I feel like I learned so much when I moved to Chicago and I grew up so much when I came here. Like a lot happened when I moved here. I had to figure out a lot on my own and I was kind of hit with some harsh realities of life. But I think if I moved to another city, um, I would grow that much more. And I feel like 
with the industry that I want to work in, they are primarily in New York City or in Los Angeles. So I, I'm, I'm prepared to make a move if I have to. But if I had to stay in Chicago, I wouldn't be upset about that. Mm. And I'm curious if, uh, as you've applied for jobs and been in interviews, if since you're so young, if you've noticed any like age discrimination uh, at these companies, you know, even though you have the credentials, you got an undergrad, you have an MBA, you're still so young. And I've wondered if that's hindered you in any way. I believe it has. I always say I wish I could just throw my age in my resume because when people hear that I'm 22 with an MBA, they think I'm really smart and they're impressed. But on my resume, Um, it may look like my education doesn't align with my experience. And so people, you know, might throw it out because of that. So what's worked for me better is when I have a connection. I feel like that's what always works better for people. But I definitely would say, yeah, if you don't have um, a balanced professional experience with a master's degree, you might be looked at with some skepticism. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Okay, so now I want to talk about your transition into building a personal brand because I love how you're doing that alongside going for more of a corporate job because I think a lot of people see it as you have one or the other. You have a corporate job or you build up your personal brand. You have a blog. Um, I know you touched a little bit on why you decided to start because you wanted to have more of a creative process. How have you seen yourself maybe grow as a person since you're able to now have this creative outlet? Definitely. It's like the, it's like my relief <laughs> from everything. I love to, uh, you know, do Instagram. I love to like plan the photo shoots, style the photo shoots. Like my ultimate goal is to be the creative director of my own brand. So when I decided to get serious, I think I was actually taking a creativity in innovation and business course in December. And we were trying to figure out ways to me more experience in the fashion and beauty industry without me having to get hired somewhere. And so I came up with the idea is like, if I keep my Instagram consistent, if I treat it like a business, if I really brand myself as a fashion and beauty person, then that's experience. Like I do have experience um, producing visuals and editing videos and writing for a website, you know, they're just all my own things. So um, it's helped a lot, like my mental health (laughs) and it definitely um, gives me a little bit of legitimacy. Like I've been invited to like your event for an instance, but people find me all the time on Instagram and invite me to fashion industry things or beauty industry things. I've gotten to work with Nike on some focus groups. I've gotten to work with a couple of hair care brands. So it's been cool to see how far Instagram can take you because I'll, I'll get an email with this invitation and it's legit, but I'll be like, just out of curiosity, how did you find me? And they'll be like, well, we saw you on Instagram. And so I think it really helps because it says more about me than I feel like my MBA says more about me. So, and when people see it, um, I'll be like, people ask me what I do. And I always say, I do fashion and finance and I'm a fashion content creator and they don't really understand but then they're like oh do you have an Instagram and I show them and they're like oh like you're kind of (laughs) you're really serious about this so it gives you a little bit of legitimacy if you're consistent you know in in your own creative business absolutely I just want to 
restate that again for any of our younger listeners who are having a hard time, maybe even finding an internship because they say you don't have experience in the field. Well, guys, she just explained how you can create your own experience by having your own personal blog and then working with companies. I mean, that's where most of my experience comes from. It's because I've been talking with, um, you know, big corporate brands for years about doing video sponsorships. So that allows me to add email and PR and uh, networking, you know, all to my resume. And of course, all the all the services and software that you learn when you have a blog, whether you're using like Wix or WordPress or Squarespace or Final Cut Pro, all of those are ways you can create your own experience and then add to your resume to help with your job search. So that was such great advice. Thank That's you. That's exactly again. what I was doing because I couldn't get hired on for an internship because I didn't have a ton of fashion experience that they wanted me to have in a corporate situation. And I also didn't have enough experience to get the finance internships that I wanted to do. So I made my own internship and it's under my name. <laughs> so that's exactly that's exactly what I would recommend. You just have to start your own thing and treat it like your own internship. I love that. Okay, so what I like to ask all of my interviewees is what is something you are dreaming and working towards achieving this I know we talked a lot about your career but if there's something more in your personal life like a big goal you have that you're hustling towards or something else in your career life I'd love for you to share um I have a couple things so at present I'm working on a small clothing line um designing sourcing all of that stuff for a small clothing line that I want to launch um solely online e-commerce model um, additionally, my ultimate goal is to um, start a skincare company that caters to people with um, melanin, in their, melanin in their skin. So I want to make products that address the skincare problems that people of color experience. So that's my ultimate goal. And that's obviously going to take a lot longer <laughs> to develop a product line. But I'm reading about certain ingredients now and how things are manufactured. So it takes little steps to get to your goals. So I think those are little steps. Um, I definitely have more experience in fashion because I went to fashion school. So the clothing line stuff is a bit easier. But, you know, long term, I really do want to start a skincare company. So that's one of my main goals. Wow, I love those. Those are all super, super cool. And I can't wait to follow along on your journey and everything. So where can the listeners find you? I am on Instagram. That's primarily where I spend most of my time at yari.shavers. It's Y-A-H-R-I dot S-H-A-V-E-R-S. So you can follow me there. I am also on YouTube. Um, and my name is Yari Shavers there. And those are the primary ones. Yeah, if you want to find me, I'm on Instagram mostly. And I'm starting YouTube. Perfect. Yeah. Like you said, I found you through Instagram to reach out for the Chicago event and followed you. And then also saw you went to the same Hamilton show in Chicago that mom and I were going to. So it was fun. Love Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, it was so, so, so good. Was that your first time seeing it or yeah, have you seen it before? That's a shame because it's been here so long and I could have entered the lottery, but I just never went. But I'm so glad I did change my life. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much for being on today, Yari. I am so happy with the story you shared and the way you're just like taking charge of your life and doing what you really love. It's really inspiring. And I can't wait for our listeners to hear it. Well, thank you so much for having me, Hannah. It was great to meet you in person. 
that was it for the interview and this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you did, make sure to leave a rating on iTunes and share a screenshot of your rating or you listening and where you're listening on Instagram and tag both Yari and I. I will put her social links in the description or the show notes of this podcast uh, like I always do. And if you want to be featured either in the Dreamer Spotlight or if you have a story to share, you want um, an interview, then definitely shoot me an email at hannahashtonyt at gmail.com with uh, something about Dream Achieve Podcast in the, what is that called? Title? No. Headlines? Header? Subject. That is what it's called. Okay. I'm hungry. I'm going to go get some dinner. I'm going to go bowling and I will talk to you guys in my next episode. Bye.